0: As a great R&B artist once said, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. And that's what Packers fans are doing in 2023 to the Aaron Rodgers era of Green Bay Packers football. Let's get into it. It's Jordan Love time on today's Peacock and Williams. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock here. No Matt Williamson this week. He is on vacation. He'll be back next week in the seat next to me today, though. That is Peter Bukowski, the host of Locked on Packers. We're going to get into the NFC North and, of course, what the Green Bay Packers will look like this year without Aaron Rodgers at BD Peacock on Twitter and all the socials at Peter underscore Bukowski is where you can find Peter. It's a pleasure chatting with you, Peter. Um, well, I, I know that the X is kind of on everyone's mind. There's been a lot of, uh, Packers fans talking about Aaron Rodgers, even though he's gone. Uh, and then he goes and, and just takes a big pay cut for his, for his new team, right. His
1: new significant other, which, which had
0: to be a little bit of frustrating for, uh, for some Packers fans.
1: Yeah. Uh, that the it, it's so hard to say goodbye not the only boys to men song apropos in this situation I think you could go uh, one sweet day if you were really excited <laughs> about the Jordan Love era I think you could go end of the road I think you could go water runs dry because I think the patience ran dry for a lot of Packer fans and then I mean we can't do the bit without doing I'll make love to you like come on the Jordan Love name just lends <laughs> to so many love puns out there we might be pushing it a little bit with that one no I'll but- make in parentheses Jordan love right. to you I love it. So, and that's what that's what they're trying to do right now. But you're right. This this pay cut thing, the X metaphor to me is just I've been I've been talking about this since like well, probably for a year, honestly, because this started in 2021. So almost two years, no more than two years, because what it felt like starting then was this was two sides that knew the relationship should end, and neither team wanted to be. The one that ended it, and so then you got to the point where it's finally ended. Aaron Rodgers gets to do the thing where he blames the Packers. Oh, the Packers—they were doing this behind my back, and so you know this is not me. I didn't do this; they did this. And then Pat McAfee, in in truly one of the best moments of journalism on that show ever, he said, "Okay, well, but if they would want you back, would you have wanted to stay?" Which is the only question in that moment that matters. And Rodgers goes. No, it was over. And so I think people forget that. Like, I, I keep hearing a lot of people talk about how, oh, this was Brian Goodican's call. It was his decision to push Aaron Rodgers out. It's like, no, Aaron Rodgers wanted to leave just as much, if not more, than the Packers wanted him to go. This was the rare mutual breakup. And so, yeah, it is annoying for Packers fans, at least a portion of them, to see Aaron Rodgers all over social media with his new friends all over Instagram at Taylor Swift Concerts. He's got the new haircut. He's lost a couple pounds. He's getting the ice from Sauce Gardner. He's getting diamonds, Brian. I mean, we are almost a little on the nose with this. And now he's doing something for them that he never did for you. And that was take less money, not just less money, but $35 million less. It—it it, it is something that has not, it has truly not been lost on Packer fans that this is a situation that they just didn't get in Greenback.
0: It's really wild how the, the whole situation's gone down. And yeah, it, it's very much like the breakup. They kind of went past a certain point and the breakup was imminent and there was nothing that Brian Gooden could could have done to, to mend that and, and bring Aaron Rodgers back. So uh, maybe both parties end up being better off, even though there's going to be an awkward phase as there tends to be in these situations. So we'll see what the, the newly iced up, uh, Aaron Rodgers looks like with the New York jets and look, nobody's more excited about this than those New York jets players that saw just atrocious quarterback play for, uh, for their entire franchise for a long time, but especially last year. And then you plug in a Hall of famer, but the green Bay Packers have their own new quarterback and it's Jordan love. And there's been a lot of practice reps that have been seen by certain folks, but not a lot Mm -hmm. of game reps seen by everybody else, me included. Um, What have you seen from Jordan Love to start camp? There's been a couple practices of training camp so far. Is he carrying
1: himself like a QB1 out there? Well, so that is certainly in the eye of the beholder, no doubt about it. But listen to his teammates. Listen to the people that were in the building with him over the last few years. They will tell you it's different. He's different. Russell Douglas had a great quote today after practice where he was just like, we can tell he's letting it all hang out this year. That, that he just has a different mindset, being a little bit more aggressive, not worrying about stepping on anyone's toes, not worried about, you know, doing it like Aaron. No, he's he's doing him. And apparently Russell Douglas mentioned just he's a quote machine that Russell Douglas, um, he mentioned to Jordan Love, hey, we don't need you to be Aaron. We need you to be you. And that is a theme for this year because actually, I talked to Steve Calhoun, who's Jordan Love's personal quarterbacks coach, and he just had the, all the guys out, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Aaron Jones, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, all those guys out in California working out together. By the way, something that Aaron Rodgers never did. Um, and they they were were working routes. They were doing all these things. And Steve Calhoun said, and I have a great piece on The Leap about it, My my, uh, my newsletter, that Steve Calhoun's goal was hey, don't be Aaron. Aaron can do things no one else can do. You have talents that allow you to do things that very few other guys can do. We need to focus in on those. We need to hone in on those. Be you. And I think that's that's the theme is Jordan Love, be yourself. And then Matt LaFleur, find the things that maximize Jordan Love.
0: So what are those talents from Jordan Love? What do you think that
1: will end up looking like this year? So when you look at what he did in college, where he really excelled, he was terrific extending plays. And that, is the, that was the thing that allowed him to be compared to Patrick Mahomes, was this idea that when the play breaks down, he can go get you a bucket. If it's not there originally, he can roll out, he can use his legs, he's terrific throwing on the run. There's the pass, I think the pass that started the Patrick Mahomes comparisons was against LSU, and it was an incompletion as these things often are Um, and he's at Utah state. So their talent level versus LSU is not even close. He gets pressure in the pocket. He rolls to his right and he feathers this seam ball to the running back in a a way that just like, I don't know, three or four quarterbacks in the league right now, you'd say, Oh yeah, they they could make that throw. And I'm sure more could do it. But if I just showed you the clip, you'd go, yeah, there's probably only maybe four or five guys. Okay. That, that is the, the, the sort of playmaking talent. When he was initially drafted in 2020, Brian, he was asked what he's bringing to the Packers. The first thing he said was, I'm a playmaker. I just want to make plays. And I think when you talk to coaches, a lot of them will say with, when it comes to quarterbacks, we need the guys who can do more than just what we say. It, we, can, we can program this. And I mean, this is, this is like, for the 49ers know this. This is why they went to get Trey Lance. It's okay to be a button pusher. It's great, in fact. You can be – the, the Rams went to a Super Bowl. The 49ers went to a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship game with a button pusher. But at a certain point, you need someone who can transcend that just a little bit. And the, the Packers are hoping that that's what they're getting with Jordan Love.
0: More on those Green Bay Packers, expectations for 2023, what the NFC North is going to look like, where those Packers are in that mix. Now post Aaron Rodgers next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by eBay motors and our partners at eBay motors have teamed up with locked on fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire midseason every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed fits on your roster so with draft prep underway. Let's see who Vinny has picked out for this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And speaking of the NFC North, it's none other than the new king of the north. That's right, Justin Fields. Uh, If the top-tier quarterbacks are off the board in fantasy football, uh, in in your fantasy football draft in 2023, there's another line of luxury passers who are guaranteed fits for your starting lineups every week. One of them is Bears, Justin Fields, who just started rolling last year, and now if he – has all the weapons that he needs to continue to develop as a passer with those rushing yards. Oh man, it could be over for some of those teams in the NFC North and your fantasy football opponents with eBay's guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly, air filters, brakes, batteries, tail lights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it. eBay motors has it and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because with eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the right parts, the right accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, Exclusions. Apply. We're chatting with Peter Bukowski of Locked On Packers here. Um, Speaking of the NFC North and quarterback Justin Fields, is it time? There's been some ownership, right? Uh, Is it time for uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers gone? Green Bay Packers? Are they still the team to beat? Because aside from a quarterback change, still a lot of talent there. And there's some projection still everywhere else in that division for, uh, for a lot of fan bases that I think, assume that they're the next team up that are going to go dominate that division.
1: Well, you're, you're absolutely right that there's still a lot of talent on this team. I think what the critics will say is, well, there were a lot of, there was a lot of talent on the team last year and they went eight and nine and they had a chance in week 17 to beat the lions and they couldn't do it. And, and therefore the Lions should be the favorite in this division, which is funny because the Vikings won 13 games, but everyone knows that was fake. And you know, who else knows that Um, the front office, because they went in sell-off mode and this team, especially defensively, like you and I might have to play corner for that team at some point, Brian, like keep your phone ready, keep your hamstrings loose, because we might have to get out there and, and cover Christian Watson and, and Amon Ross St. Brown. I think there's a lot, of, a lot of projection with the Lions. Their defense was atrocious last year. And Jared Goff played about as well as Jared Goff is going to play. Is that going to maintain itself? Now you don't have Jamison Williams again. They lost DJ Chark, and I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but that team has no vertical element without Chark and without Jamison Williams. You can only attack so much of the field if you don't have the ability to threaten teams vertically, especially if the run game is going to be part of your DNA. And so if teams can play single high against you, now you have a run game problem, and if you can't threaten vertically, you have a passing game problem. Unless Amon Ross St. Brown is just, like, unbelievable – and even and maybe even then, I just I worry about major regression with that team. The defense is going to have to take a significant step forward, and they have some of the elite pieces, the Aiden Hutchinsons, to do that. But the secondary, we've already seen the depth tested. Um, Chauncey Gardner Johnson already hurt there. Emmanuel Mosley already hurt. So question marks there. I mentioned Minnesota. I, I think Minnesota is going to be the third team in this division. Um, I, the the defense is just that bad. And I know Dalvin Cook was not great last year, but we don't have any idea if Alexander Madison is going to be as efficient as he was as a RB one. When if you're just going to translate from his RB two days, he's going to get a lot more carries. Um, can TJ Hawkinson sustain? If you look at the advanced numbers, they actually weren't much better with TJ Hawkinson offensively by EPA per play and and DVOA than they were without him. So if you're not going to be an elite offense, and they weren't an elite offense last year, and you're probably worse on defense, even with Brian Flores in there. That seems bad for a team that was really only an eight or nine win team and got really lucky in some of those games. I think six, seven wins is probably where they're going to land. And I think that's true for the Bears too, which also requires so much projection. Even if you think Justin Fields is going to get better, and I think he'll get incrementally better. I think the comparisons to Jalen Hurts and, and Josh Allen are just unfair to those guys because they started off through two years just at a higher level than Justin Fields is now. I think he has further to go to get to that sort of like I can lead a team to a Super Bowl kind of level. But offensive line, I still have questions about. Chemistry with the pass catchers. DJ Moore, first year. Chase Claypool was an atrocity last year, especially when you gave up the 32nd overall pick to get him. And the defense, speaking of bad rosters, I mean, my goodness, this front four is, there are there are 10 college teams tomorrow that have better front fours now they all probably play in the sec but still like georgia alabama they probably have more talent in their front than the bears do they play in the nfl i don't know if you know that so that seems problematic and then you're integrating all these new pieces jaquan brisker in year two at safety does he take a year two jump or does he sophomore slump you have jalen johnson at corner and can you name another Bears corner? Do you know who those guys are? Well, I believe uh,
0: they drafted Gordon in the second round with Brisker, so he's on the edge? They,
1: they did, and he was bad last year. Yeah. And they drafted Tyreek Stevenson out of Miami. Rookie corners, even if even if they turn out to be good players, rookie corners are almost always bad. Like my, I have a bit unlocked on Packers. That is, most rookies are bad. So just remember, most rookies are bad, even yeah, if they sure. turn out to be good players. Most rookies are bad, and almost all rookie corners are bad. So if you have a rookie corner that plays well, you're like, hey, we hit the jackpot. This guy's going to be freaking awesome because most rookies are bad and almost all rookie corners are bad. So I, I think th- that their talent is as good as any other team in the division non-quarterback. And then it comes down to, okay, who's got the best quarterback? Would it surprise you that much if Jordan Love outplayed Jared Goff this year? Wouldn't surprise me. Would it uh, Would it surprise you that much if Jordan Love outplayed Justin Fields, especially just as a passer? Wouldn't surprise me. Would it, would it surprise you if he outplayed Kirk Cousins? Like that would, that's where it starts to go. Okay. Kirk Cousins is like the 12th best quarterback in the league. Can Jordan love get there this year? Maybe by the end of the season, but he's probably not going to come out doing that. I actually asked my followers, um, who's the best quarterback. You you wouldn't be surprised. Jordan love was better than this year. The most common answer I got coincidentally was, was, uh, Kirk Cousins. So, and, and Jared Goff, I think was the other one. So it's like, okay, but well, if he's better than the, if he's better than those guys, they probably win ten games, and he's probably what the fifth best quarterback in the NFC. And at that point, you're like, okay, why not the Packers? Then there's there's that
0: quarterback tier that I wouldn't be shocked if all four of the North quarterbacks were in that Kirk Cousins tier. And it's kind of and Kirk Cousins is kind of the king of that tier of quarterbacks.
1: There's like five guys who matter in the NFL at the quarterback position, and twenty guys who are yeah. about the same. And then let's do some quick math: seven. Now, if we're just talking starters. They're like, we got to replace these guys or they're rookies. Seven so your, teams thought they one, one kind of those, guys. Yeah, those those seven
0: teams thought they might have had the mid-tier guy or hoping for a top-tier guy. Right. Like, nope. Let's try that one more time. <laughs> see happen a lot. And who knows? Could be the Packers. Could be the Bears. Could be yeah. uh and, and look, the the Minnesota Vikings could be looking for a new quarterback next year, too, going to last year. So a lot to be determined with the Packers. One more for you here on the way out what's going on with the Packers defense because that unit underperformed last year, there's first rounders everywhere. And I was baking on it being one of the top units. And, you know, obviously the quarterback gets all of the the headlines, but you know, the the defense is really what let that team down in my opinion last year.
1: Yeah. I think they have eight or nine first round picks on this defense. Um, Lucas Van Ness, who was their first round pick this, this last draft, not even in, in line to start. And it sounds like Rashawn Gary, who again, a former first round pick, is, is going to be ready for week one. They think he's going to come off the PUP sooner rather than later. He tore his ACL week nine, Brian. So this would be a pretty quick turnaround for him. But he's not a guy who relies on his twitch. He's a speed to power guy and just a pure power guy. They line him up in that wide nine and just say, do the Marshawn Lynch and just run through a you-know-who's face. And he does it. And and he started really doing it in 2021. If you go back and look at those 2021 numbers, when Zadarius Smith got hurt, The only guys who got rates or pressures at the rate that he did in 2021, it's names, you know, it's, it's guys like Miles Garrett, it's TJ Watt, it's uh, Nick Bosa, that guy that that you're familiar with. It's Max Crosby. Like that's the group of players that he was getting pressure at that sort of rate. So he is, he is a key to this defense. This has got to be the year that they coalesce. This has got to be the year. And I think the reason that Matt LaFleur didn't make a move this past offseason is number one, because they knew they were going into the Jordan Love era. And so you just go, okay, well, what's the point of like trying to go get a Giro Evero who they should have signed initially instead of Joe Barry. But, uh, if for, for this year when he he's going to get a head coaching job next year anyway, which is probably by the way, going to happen. Um, I'm not saying don't always try and make your team better, but I think that was part of the thought process here was let's see what this is. Let's see if it works now. And if it doesn't, then you go out and sign someone and, I just want to flag this for your listeners. The Packers, before they hired Joe Barry, tried to hire Badgers defensive coordinator Jim Leonard. It was one of those weird, he's in state, but that's not why they want to hire him. He's one of the best defensive coordinators in college football. He declined to take that job. They hired Joe Barry. The assumption that we're working under is he thought he was getting the Wisconsin head job. Paul Chris gets fired. Leonard doesn't get that job. He just got hired to be a senior analyst for, Brett, uh, yeah, Brett Bielema at Illinois. If this if this defense doesn't play to the level that they're supposed to this season, expect that talk to re-engage in a hot and heavy kind of way. And maybe, maybe you get to that part, point where it makes sense for him to make that jump to the NFL because it's hard to imagine he'd find a better spot to come in and, and work with talent than in Green Bay. Plus it's close to home, all those things. Um, former Wisconsin Badger, of course. So, just just something to keep an eye on here moving forward for the Packers.
0: That is Peter Bukowski. You can find him every day hosting Locked on Packers, the Leap newsletter, uh, at Peter underscore Bukowski on the socials. Peter, always a pleasure chatting with you, and uh, we'll do it again this season, no doubt. Thanks, Brian. More of my thoughts on the NFC North, Green Bay Packers especially, and uh, this interesting group of young receivers that they've put together in Green Bay next. Thanks once again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. So looking at the Green Bay Packers, and from a roster construction standpoint, you heard Peter and I talking about all the the first rounders across the board on the defensive side of the ball. Like, yeah, yeah, heads would have to roll if it's another disappointing season on defense. Um, I get what Peter's saying about defensive coordinator and, you know, maybe trying to find the, the guy, a certain guy. But, man, um, I, I think last year might have already been that year. Ripped the Band-Aid off, new quarterback, new defensive coordinator, and... Uh, you you got to keep giving the ball back to your young quarterback and all of his young pass catchers and there's a ton of talent there for Jordan Love. Like if Jordan Love is legit and look he's not a a rookie anymore. This is what fourth year for Jordan Love, right? He he's been incubated. He should be fully formed and and you know have some growing pains, but not as many as a guy who was even a first or second year player in the NFL. And he's learned from one of the greats, as did Aaron Rodgers. And we saw how that went. And that's not a terrible. Path to development for an NFL quarterback. And I love that what they did with this contract. And he's got an opportunity now. It is his job. Aaron Jones, obviously, in the backfield with AJ Dillon. Uh, you know, it's it's a solid group of, of running backs, and you're fine there. Bakhtiari, I don't know what where his health is, didn't get a chance to ask Peter. Um, But, you know, that's key to having a a strong offensive line. Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers. I love the Zach Tom pick from last year. Dude could start at any five positions on the on the offensive line. You get that in the fourth round. That's absurd. Um, Looks like he's probably going to be the right tackle this year. He could play left tackle. He could play center, uh, even if he's a key backup in the fourth round. That's a fantastic draft pick. But speaking of draft picks and young players, I mean, look at this group of pass catchers. Christian Watson could leap into stardom this year. And. You know, there's no shortage of of arm strength for Jordan Love to go find him uh, deep down the field because he can take the top off the defense. Romeo Dobbs looked really awesome as a rookie at times. I love the the rookie class of of pass catchers they have this year. You know, and it it does. We mentioned uh, rookies stink a lot of times. But man, Dontavian Wicks in the fifth round. I mean, I've loved these recent draft packs uh, draft classes for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Jaden Reed, the, the second round pick. I wouldn't be shocked if Dontavian Wicks is even better than Reed, even though I like Reed a lot as well. You know, more of a, a slot receiver for Reed, more of an outside guy for Dontavian Wicks, and I think Dontavian Wicks might put some heat on guys like Romeo Dubs there. Uh Jada Kiss Bonds. How about this? We started off talking about '90s R and B. Uh, not only was a, a player named Juan Yeh Morris, who was also the same name of the the lead singer for Boys to Men, drafted in this class. Uh, They've got an undrafted free agent wide receiver for the Packers, Jadakiss Bonds, Jadakiss, do you remember that group back in the nineties? So uh, some fantastic names there. Uh, There's no, there, there's no end to the the nineties R and B connections to the, the 2023 green Bay Packers who would have thought. And then in rounds two and three this year, rookies Luke Musgrave, super athletic tight end that should be able to hit the seam like no other, and then Tucker Kraft, who's a, you know, bigger, rougher uh tight end in the 3rd round. Then so they got two of them in case one doesn't hit, you got another one as well. Both have the talent to be starting caliber tight ends in the NFL. So uh, you know, a ton of fun young players development needed obviously, and young quarterback with young pass catchers might not be the 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 greatest uh concoction there. But man, uh coach him up and we'll see what Matt LaFleur is able to do with that group. It, there is a ton of talent there. And it could go great in the post Aaron Rodgers era. But to me it's it's all about the defense. The the all those first rounders that they've got to play like the talent on paper says they should in Green Bay this year. And then you potentially are as good or, or better than you were last year. And um you know just holding serve I think is solid for the Green Bay Packers. But who knows? Maybe there's a lot more there. Going forward for this football team. As for the rest of the division, when it comes to the Packers, I mean, of course. Uh, Peter is gonna badmouth all the other teams in the divisions, right? So I gotta kind of stick up for those other teams now. And and I do think that that people might be sleeping on the post Rodgers Packers. I I don't think they're gonna be any worse than they were last year. Things didn't go great for them, but that again, it's the defense that's the key for me, even more than the young offensive talent. The young offensive talent is uh is more of the slider of how good or bad the team is. That defense needs to play better. So there's that base level of look, where our defense is good enough to where. Jordan love and, and Christian Watson don't have to just put us on their back and go win games. We're going to keep giving them opportunities to make big plays. Right. And, you know, run the rock with Aaron Jones. So that, that's the path to victory for uh young receivers and, and quarterbacks in the NFL is run the ball a heck of a lot and play really good defense and keep giving them more and more opportunities and don't make those young players go win it for the rest of the franchise. Uh, but there's a there's a ton of talent in the division with these other teams. Uh we 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 talked about the Detroit Lions and where they went. And I didn't love the the positional value in the draft, but they got better. They've got a ton of talent on that football team. Um Sam LaPorta in the second round. I do get what Peter was saying about the deep ball. They brought in Denzel Mims that could maybe help there if he does make the roster and, and maybe at least sort of bridge to when you get um, to when you get um uh what's his name? The Jameson Williams that is uh suspended there. Unfortunately he gets suspended and missed the beginning of last year with injury, now he misses the beginning of this year with suspension, super talented. But you're gonna be getting him back after, you know, and m- you know, mid season. If Denzel Mims can hold it down with the Monroe St. Brown and Marvin Jones has been one of the better deep ball guys for a long time, brought him in as a as a free agent. I believe he's hurt to start camp for them. Um, the offensive line is there. You should be able to run the football. Jameer Gibbs and and David Montgomery. If they made any strides on defense, first round linebacker in Jack Campbell, year two from Aiden Hutchinson. Right, Um, uh, CJ Gardner Johnson. I love the addition there. Brian Branch. I love that draft pick coming in as a as a young safety for that football team. I think they've they've still got to figure some things out. But man, Brian Branch and Kirby Joseph. That's an underrated, really good young safety tandem uh, going forward in the NFL and look, former 49er Emmanuel Mosley. He's got some talent as well, and he's a starting caliber cornerback. So we'll see what that ends up looking like. There are some injuries already uh, on that football team to start camp as there are around the NFL attrition reigns in this league, but um, there's none of the teams in the North are perfect. Uh, You could write a story for any of these teams being probably pretty good or pretty bad, but I still think top to bottom, as long as, Jordan Love isn't a disaster. The Packers still might be the most talented team, top to bottom. And every other team, you know, the Chicago Bears, they were the worst team in the league last year, and you're banking on a, a third-year quarterback that hasn't proven he can be an efficient passer in the NFL yet. You're banking on him making huge strides to carry some big holes on the defense. Like, they're they are still a year away in Chicago from being that, I, I think, unless unless Fields just enters superstardom, right? Yeah. And he's talented enough to do it. He's the most talented guy in the division. The, the guy is not efficient as a passer. The quick game is his problem, right? Timing, not his throwing ability. Dude's got a ridiculous arm. He throws dimes down the field. He makes some of the best deep throws I've seen in the league the last couple of years. He makes one elite throw per game. Obviously, his athleticism and his running ability, but it's not consistent enough. You can't make one throw a game and and win in the NFL. He's got to make a ton of throws and he's got to be able to hit his back foot, get the ball out to his playmakers, which he has a ton more of this year. Now offensive line should be a little bit better again, run the ball and hopefully your defense is up to snuff, but uh, they are uh, some pass rushers and defensive linemen away from being, I think a good enough football team to go win that division. Uh, Big problems on, I, I totally agree with Peter Bukowski about the, uh, The Minnesota Vikings, I think it's big problems on the defensive side of the ball. And I mean, give give Brian Flores a head coaching job immediately if that defense is even above average this year. I I just don't like on paper what the Minnesota Vikings have on the defensive side of the ball. Um and Kirk Cousins, I love Kirk Cousins. I've I love watching the quarterback documentary on Netflix. Um, man, I I just Kirk Cousins is wired in a way that, that he's a dude and he's a winner, and I can see why people like him. That are around him and believe in him he's not the most physically gifted guy but um there's something about the way he plays and there's something about why he's made so much money in the nfl and why he's been such a a long time starter he's not a tier one quarterback in the league but man he's uh, he's the poster boy for that mid-tier of quarterback and he's usually better than most of them every single year even in his own kirk cousins tier it's becoming like the mendoza line although that that's too disrespectful for how good kirk cousins has been but again you know, cousins to ju- just uh, cousins to Justin Jefferson is great. Offensive line has some players, but it's going to take more than that for the Minnesota Vikings. So I have no idea. Shuffle it up, um, flip some coins. I feel like that's what this division is going to be. Um, and uh, they those head to heads are going to be huge, but I, I, I kind of like the Packers still. I kind of like the Packers. They're, they've got a talented quarterback. And he's just such an unknown, and I think by week two or three we'll be like, oh, okay, Packers are going to be fine, or we're sitting there week five and it's like, okay, well, Packers got some work to do, uh, and, and we'll see. We'll see them again maybe next year if 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 Jordan Love is a total disaster, we might find out very quickly because year four for Jordan Love, even though he hasn't played a lot of ball, he shouldn't need that much time to prove that, yeah, he's ready. He's ready to keep his head above water and maybe go out and, and win some games. So can't wait to watch the teams in this division. Huge questions and uh, huge talent on every single roster in certain places. Which team can put it all together in 2023? We will find out. Thanks again to Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Packers. Thanks to everybody for making us your first listen. Williamson back with me Monday. And of course, we will go through all of the training camps, uh, meet with more of, Our hosts around the network breaking down their franchises as we get ready for 2023. Right here, Peacock and Williamson.